What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Brazos Sports Prepcast. I'm Travis Brown of the Eagle. I'm, I'm pinch hitting today for Abigail Ochoa, who is uh, away. But most importantly, we have the man on the scene with the high school preps action here in the Braz Valley. It's Alex Miller over there. What's up, Alex? What's going on, Travis? It's uh, it's Tuesday morning, and we've got a big week of high school action, uh, seven on seven action at Veterans Park later this week. Yeah, it's it is the time where all of the Texas high school football uh, whole nation descends upon Bryan College Station because the state seven on seven tournament has been held here for years and years and years. And it's back this year. Last year, it was they didn't have it because of the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, definitely is something that was missed around here from people uh, in Bryan College Station. It's, of course, played at Veterans Park. Um, over just the other side of Highway 6. Um, and it's fr- uh, Thursday and Friday. You have uh, uh, small schools, large schools kind of playing pool play, then moving into bracket play. Um, Division One will play Friday and Saturday, like I uh, said. Uh, also the first time at Veterans Park that I believe there's like a whole nother uh, two – really would be the uh, uh, four fields of turf fields that they can play on because those got built before the uh, pandemic last year and, and couldn't be played on. That being said, it's really about the kids that are getting to play. And there's five Brazos Valley schools who are going to be participating this year. Yeah. So in division one, you've got two teams, both from college station, you got AM consolidated who are the defending state champions. They won the state tournament in 2019 didn't get a chance to defend their title last year so they're back they're playing this weekend and then you've got the college station cougars who you know they they've kind of been a powerhouse uh, at the seven on seven scene they they've won they won the 2018 state championship and then down at the division three level we don't have any division two teams from the brazos valley playing this year you've got the franklin lions who are playing at the state tournament for the first time you know, you think about Franklin, a team that's wing T under center, a lot of misdirection. They're going to throw the ball every down. Uh, that's going to be weird to watch, but they're at state for the first time. And honestly, they've got a really good shot at winning this thing. Uh, and then you've got Hearn, who has been the last couple of years. And then you've got Lexington, who's kind of been a mainstay at the state tournament. You know, we're going to get to see Jared Kerr probably on both sides of the ball. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of, what's going on, some of the local storylines here in a little bit. But here's how 7-on-7 seven seven works for those who may have never seen it. So there's seven players on each side of the ball, hence the name 7-on-7, seven 7-on-offense, seven, seven on 7-on-defense. Seven on uh, you've got a center snapping to a quarterback, and then you've got five wide receivers. And then there's no tackling. The receivers are tackled by touch. It's basically touch football. And it's 30-minute games, which is actually new this year. They used to be uh, I think it was 40 minute games uh, with two 20 minute halves, but this year they're 30 minute games with two 15 minute halves in a very short halftime. It's played on a 45 yard field. Uh, that's as wide as a normal football field, but it's only 45 yards long. There's a 10 yard end zone. So I guess technically 55, but there's three zones uh, and they're each 15 yards. So the first two zones, the offense has to get three down. They have three downs to get a first down. Uh, and then in the final zone, the, the goal to go zone, it, the offense has four downs to score. 
So that's kind of how it works. It's really fast. It's really furious. Sometimes you get some really high scores. Sometimes defense just shows up and it's a seven, six game. So, you know, it can, it can be really exciting. It's very intimate down there. Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of how seven on seven works. To help us break down some of the local storylines, we have Matt Stepp of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And Dave T- Campbell's Texas Football is really, really integral this year in helping put on and advertise the state seven-on-seven tournament so he knows everything. And, and plus, if as Woj is to the NBA, Stepp is to Texas high school football. Alex talked with Matt Stepp a little bit earlier, and, and here's that conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Joined now by Matt Stepp of Dave Campbell's Texas Football He's he's had a long day. He's he's cross country traveler from all the way from Canada. Matt, he's uh, working his way down to College Station. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Alex? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, feel good to be back in Texas. Always, always good to be back home. And uh, like I spend, you know, half the year in Canada, half the year in Texas. Uh, so the the half the year that I'm in Canada, I uh, you know come down to Texas for big events, and the state seven on seven tournament is obviously a big event. Super looking forward to it uh, to get started on Thursday down in College Station. For sure. Well, uh, we down here in the Brazos Valley, we've got five teams competing at State 7-on-7, seven seven, two in Division One, three in Division Three. Uh, let's just break down some of these schools. Uh A&M Consolidated, they're the defending state champions in Division One. Uh, they don't have anybody returning from that 2019 team, and they're looking for a starting quarterback. Um you know, split in time. I talked to Coach Fedora. He said they've been split in time between a rising senior, Brody Daniel, incoming freshman, Will Hargett. Uh, he's the grandson of AM quarterback uh, Ed Hargett from back in the 60s, 70s. You know, what, what are you kind of seeing from uh, the Consol Tigers as they begin their title defense? You know, it's hard to get a, get a read on them right now because they, they only played in one tournament. You know, typically, you know, a lot of times teams when they're, they're young and they've got a lot of pieces to replace will play in a lot more tournaments to kind of get those extra reps and kind of steal some, steal some, some time and some reps for those young guys to be a little more ahead of the curve uh, when the season started. But A&M Consolidated didn't do that. They only played in their one qualifier, which they hosted. Um, and they did very well. They went 4-0 and, and, and did a good job. And I think they went 4-0. They qualified. Um, and, you know, looking at their scores, I wasn't there, obviously, but looking at their scores, I, you know, I thought they did a good job. And traditionally, Consol has been a, a team that's been very good at 7-on-7. They, they don't run a 7-on-7 offense. They run what they run in the season. And so they, they're very adept at their schemes. They execute really well. And, you know, they've got a little bit of home field advantage. You know, the local teams uh, have fared quite well the past couple of state tournaments. And uh, I, I don't expect any different. I think Consol maybe isn't the uh, a contender to win it all at the moment, but I, I definitely think in their pool, which is a very tough pool, uh, with I believe Geyer and um, Klein Kane kind of headlining that pool, it's a good pool. Um, I do think Consol has a chance to, to play very well in that pool and move on to the championship bracket. Um, but there's a lot of questions. I'm, I'm, inter- I'm anxious to see uh, how they look. Um, with some of the new pieces because, you know, we, we think highly of Consol and uh, they're, you know, Coach Fedora does a heck of a job. And, and so um, I'll be very interested to see uh, how they look on a Friday and pool play against some really good competition. For sure. Well, the other in-town team that's playing, playing at State 7-on-7 Division One, the College Station Cougars, 
they seem to be legit contenders, uh, and they got weapons all over the place. Jed Huff at quarterback, out wide. They've got Houston Thomas, Traylon Sewell, Darlton Carnes. Uh, Marquise Collins will be in there. He's stepping up at running back uh, with Roderick Brown graduating. Uh, that defense is really strong. They've got some guys in the secondary that can make plays. Uh, this team seems to have the makings to make a run at a title. And uh, it, from my glance, it kind of seems like they got a pretty good draw in pool play too. Yeah, I think College Station is one of the five or six teams that I've kind of got circled that have a chance to win it all. They, they won it in 2018. Um, and, and they're, they're always very good. They play a lot. They go to a lot of tournaments and, and you can get a good gauge on them because they, they play out of town. You know, they'll go to Dallas, they'll go to Tyler, they'll go to the Austin area and play. Um, so you kind of know how they, where they stand, um, against some of the better teams from outside of the area right away. Um, they've got a lot of depth and those are the things, especially on day two of the tournament that you really need to, to win is, is that depth. The college station has built up a lot of depth because they play a lot of guys. Um, and so, obviously, with the, with the veteran quarterback, you know, with, with Huff leading the offense there, um, I mean, we obviously think they're going to be really good in real football. I mean, we saw our rankings where we have College Station ranked. We think they're going to be outstanding uh, this fall and a contender in a loaded region, too. And I think they're going to be a contender to uh, bring home the gold uh, this weekend at, the, at Veterans Park. They're, they're one of the teams. I'd say if you had a list of four or five favorites, College Station High would be one of those favorites. For sure. You know, before we move on to Division Three, you know, who are some of those other contenders that you got a, got an eye on uh, in Division One that could be up there playing in the quarterfinals, semifinals against a team like College Station if they advanced it that far? Um, you know, what's interesting this year is the Dallas and the Houston areas really don't have anyone that just jumps off the page as, as, as powerful um, this year. I think because so many, they've had a lot of kids out at camp, so there's a lot of questions with the Dallas and Houston teams this year. If I had to say Dallas and Houston, I'd say Denton Geyer and Hebron uh, and DeSoto out of the Metroplex are probably the three teams I would watch. Uh, out of the Houston area, Umble, Tascacita, and Katie Tompkins probably are a couple that I would um, absolutely have my eye on. And then you have the two powerhouses on the west side of Austin there, Westlake and Lake Travis um, making some noise as well. If you're looking for kind of a sleeper team to make some noise outside of those areas, I'd go with uh, Midland Lee. I think they have a chance to really make some noise as well. So those are kind of a few of the teams that I think uh, have a chance to win it all. For sure. Well, moving along to Division Three, uh, three Brazos Valley schools playing in that bracket. You got Franklin, Hearn, and Lexington. We'll start with Franklin. They're they're your number one team in Dave Campbell's preseason poll in 3A Division Two. And it's kind of interesting because this is the first time that Franklin's ever been at State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be weird seeing them go five wide and shotgun, but they've got the dudes that can make those plays. You think about Marcus Wade at quarterback. Malcolm Murphy's kind of a two-way stud. They've got Bryson Washington. The list goes on and on. I talked with Hayden Helton and Braden Smith last week. I went out there. Um, you know, they're going to be a state contender this fall running the ball, but they might be able to show that they can – when throwing it too. <laughs> yeah, you know, that state championship game against Canadian that they, you know, pushed Canadian to the limit, they they showed the ability to throw the ball when, when they needed to throw it. So I, I think Coach Fannin has, has you know, kind of hinted at opening the offense up a little bit. You know, are we going to see Franklin in four and five wide sets in, in real football? No. Uh, but I do think they are – they do feel like in order to take that next step, they are going to have to 
um, throw the ball, uh, you know, pick spots and be able to throw the ball uh, with accuracy and with uh, major efficiency um, in the fall. And I think playing seven on seven helps. Um, obviously, defensively, it helps because most everyone else runs the spread. So their defensive backs are getting a lot of work with their coverages and their ball skills and those kind of things. Um, so um, I think Franklin's a team to watch out for in College Station. I, th I think at the state tournament, they're going to, because of the talent that they have, um, I, I, in the winning pedigree, I, I think they're a team to watch out for. They may not have the, uh, the seven on seven experience that some other teams have, but but you know, in, in the Division three bracket, we've seen teams that traditionally run the football, um, but be very good at real football, fare very well. See uh, Gunter uh, a couple of years ago. They're they're a team that runs basically a, a pistol flex bone offense, and they won they won it all in 2018 in seven on seven. And, have obviously been really, really good in real football as well. So um, it's not, it won't be a surprise to me if Franklin makes a lot of noise. Sure. You know, Hearn, uh, they made it to the semifinals in 2019. They lost to the eventual state champion, Poth. Well, Hearn gets Poth in their pool. Uh, they're going to get a little rematch. And, you know, if we know anything about Hearn, they've got athleticism. And Jabari, it starts with Jabari Dunn, and, and they're going to have dudes that can go out and make plays. Yeah, Hearn has been very strong, very, very quietly, very strong in seven on seven. And Coach Sargent's done an excellent job uh, with that program, getting getting them to be consistent playoff teams and consistent district title contenders now. Um, and I think Hearn is a is a is a team that's going to make some noise. They're a tough matchup for a lot of teams in the small school level because of the type of speed that they bring to the table. So um, I, I think Hearn's a, a team to keep an eye on. Um, you know, they fared very well in the, the qualifying tournaments they played in. They, they've shown they're strong. And obviously, as, as evidenced by their run a couple of years ago, they've shown that at the state tournament, they, they can do some damage. And like I said, you know, those local teams seem to fare. I think it's something about sleeping in your own bed and not having to get a hotel room that, that's, that's, you know, favored Consol and College Station High. I think it's going to help Franklin and Hearn uh, at the state tournament because they're not going to have to travel very far. You know, they can go home each night and, and sleep in their own bed and everything. So that, I think that'll help them. And I think Hearn, along with Franklin, is a team that can make the noise. Well, last but not least, Lexington. We have not banished them from the Brazos Valley. I promise. <laughs> I promise. But, you know, Lexington, they're kind of a team that they, they've been around. Uh, they, they've advanced to the state tournament back when they were just division two, they've gone in division three. Now, Jared Kerr, he's the star of the show for the Eagles. He's going to play both ways, probably going to carry their team pretty well. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to face Wascom in their pool. pool. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's going to be a really good game. You know, looking, looking at Franklin Hearn and Lexington, you know, how do you think they stack up and do you, do you think any of them really have a chance at making a push for that state championship? <laughs> I think all three of them are in the top, I'd say, of the 32 teams in Division Three. I would place all three of them in the top ten. I, I think all three have a chance to, to – at least they have a puncher's chance to win it. I mean, that, these teams are all very good, and they've got – they each bring unique, unique things to the table. I think Jared Kerr is the best player in the Division Three bracket, and when you have a guy like that on your team – uh, you can make some noise. Lexington uh, does very well traditionally in seven on seven. This is not anything new to them. Um, and I, I think they're going to be a tough out as well. So I don't think of those three teams, any of them, it would not shock me if any of those three, three won uh, the title um, on Friday afternoon. So I, I think you're in you know, the Brazos Valley area has, has got a chance to have a really successful weekend. They're going to have a lot of teams, I think, making some noise this weekend. Gotcha. Well, you know, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about too, you know, the games, they're being shortened from 40 minutes to 30 minutes. You know, 
I, I've been, t- I talked with coach Fedora, coach Huff, they, they both Huff seemed to really like that, you know, college station, they go and play in these select tournaments where some of these games it's 20 minutes running clock and that's it. And it's just boom, 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 boom. You know, how do you think maybe the 30 minute game's going to change things, maybe help. Uh, and then, you know, especially on that second day where if you're going to win this thing, you got to play five games in one day. Yeah. I, I think, um, Talking to the coaches and what I've seen, I've, I think it's helped the pace of the game. I think a little bit more of a sense of urgency. You know, when, when they had the 40-minute game, number one, the 10-minute 10, the 10 halftime was just way too long. I mean, 10-minute halftime and 7-on-7 seven seven is just way too long. Um, so they got rid of that. That was great. Um, but I think the, the urgency, every possession means something now. There's, there's not any wasted possessions, and everybody plays with a, a higher tempo. So um, you really don't. You, you, look, you look at the scores from the, the qualifying tournaments, and most of the time they've been about what they were with the 40-minute games. And I think that's because teams played with more urgency. I think for it just makes it for a better watch. I think it makes the day go by a little quicker. It makes it a little bit better experience uh, for the fans and also for the players as well because you can kind of get in and out, in and out of there with, with your games and not, they don't drag out. Gotcha. Well, I'm a big food guy. I don't know about you, but uh, is there any place in College Station you're like, I- I'm hitting that place up when you come down here for the weekend? So – College Station, no. College Station for us has a little bit of a bad rap on the food scene because okay. it's kind of it's kind of chain restaurant hell. I mean, to be honest, there's just a lot of chains. It's a college town. I mean, it's just that's what college towns are. You know, there there are a lot of chain restaurants. I think a lot of the hidden gems in the area are like in downtown Bryan. Mm. We always go to down. I think downtown Bryan is awesome. It's got a lot of charm and a lot of uniqueness. So we always end up going to Bryan and uh, finding a place to eat in downtown Bryan. So, like, last time we went to, um, I think it was called 3rd and Main, I think. Yeah. Um, we went there last time. We thought it was awesome. Uh, we we loved it. We're talking about going back there, but we're always open to uh, suggestions for our team dinner Wednesday night. Because we always, we, we, we always uh, the Dave Campbell's crew, we get down there Wednesday um, to kind of get set up and get everything going so we're not rushing around on Thursday. Um, you know, Thursday, Friday, we usually just like order pizza because we're usually we're usually wiped out from the day. Um, we just order pizza or Chick-fil-A. But um, Wednesday night, we go out and have a team dinner. And and uh, so last time we went to third Maine, I don't know where we're going tomorrow night. Um, I know it'll be somewhere good. But my guess would be if we go anywhere, it'll be in downtown Bryan. We really like downtown Bryan. They've done a nice job with you know, kind of revitalizing that area. And there's some cool. You know, because like, you know, be honest, you know, you, you, you go to a chain restaurant, you know, from, you know, Chili's tastes the same in College Station as it does in Dallas-Fort Worth, right? It's all the same. That's true. So we want to go somewhere where we can't get normally in the Metroplex. So we always, we, we found those hidden gems there in downtown Bryan for the most part. Hey, that's a great place to go. I, I, I give, I give the stamp of approval. All right. Um, we need a local stamp of approval. So we, it's good. <laughs> well, and one, one more question before you go, you know, it's no secret that the eight, Texas A&M defense is on the cover of this year's Dave Campbell's magazine, and it's it's starting to make its way out throughout the state. Uh, is there going to be any chance that anybody can buy a copy of the magazine out of state this weekend? Yes, we will have some. Uh, you know, we obviously we hope that uh, you've already gotten your magazine in the mail because we, we we one of the perks of being a subscriber on TexasFootball.com is we do mail your magazine out um, to you early, so you don't have to go searching around the stores. Um, but if uh, you are not a subscriber, be, become one, but uh, cheap plug there, you know, I got to get that in. Uh, but if uh, you're not a subscriber and you want to get a magazine, um, we will have a tent set up there. We will have some copies for sale. Um, we'll sell them until we run out. I'll, I'll tell you last two years ago when we brought them out there, we were out early Friday. We, they, they, blew, they flew off the rack. 
so to speak, um, out, at, out at Veterans Park. Um, we ran out, we, we brought more this year, but I, I don't know how long they're gonna last, so we'll see. But we will have a tent set up. Typically it's uh, around field seven and eight, kind of those two turf fields in the middle um, by the pavilion there, um, the old pavilion. I think there's a new pavilion now, but um, usually we'll, we'll, last time we were set up around field seven, field eight. So um, we'll have a big tent with Dave Campbell's on it and you'll see magazines there. So um, if you wanna buy a copy, please come see us and we will, uh, we will sell you a copy. And then if you see uh, us, running around, uh, you know, feel free to say hello to us. And, uh, you know, we'll have the whole crew out there, myself, Greg Tepper, uh, Ishmael Johnson, Ashley Pickle, uh, Mallory Hartley, we'll have the whole whole crew. And then we're doing a live broadcast with our, our, our broadcasting partners, Texan Live. Um, so it's, it's going to be a big weekend. We're, we're excited about it. Awesome. Well, how can people follow you on Twitter uh, so they can stay in touch after State 7 on 7 is over? Uh, so our, you know, Dave Campbell's Twitter is at DCTF. Um, so definitely if you're not following that account, please go follow that. And my, my personal account is uh, Matt with two T's underscore step with two P's, uh, 817. So you'll get a lot of high school football in the fall, but you'll get a lot of other random, random things as well on my Twitter from food to traveling to how things are in Canada to sad tweets about the Baltimore Orioles and, and all kinds of stuff in between. So it's a, it's a, it's a wild ride for sure. Well, Matt, we appreciate you coming on, giving a little insight on uh, teams here in the Brazos Valley and around the state. Uh, look forward to seeing you out there this weekend. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on. You guys do a heck of a job down there at the Eagle, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys as well. Appreciate Matt Stepp joining us today. Talk a little bit about the local storylines here in the Brazos Valley in regards to the State 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. Travis, we're back. Uh, let, let's just do a little quick hitters. There's some Texas A&M football commits. Uh, I know this is a, our high school sports podcast, but you know, they they some of our some of the local athletes here they might be going against uh, some of these guys who are committed to Texas A&M, call College Station home one day themselves. Um, so you've got you've got several A&M commits that will be playing this week. You got Connor Wigman. He's kind of the big name. He's A&M's five-star quarterback commit in the class of 2022. He'll be playing for Cypress Bridgeland. Uh, coached by former AM Consolidated coach David Raffield. At, at Dickinson, you've got two potentially, one for sure, potentially two. Uh, Donovan Green, tight end. He, he is kind of following in the footsteps of Jalen Watermeyer. Uh, he's going to be a tough one to guard. Um, and then, you know, we may see PJ Williams. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, maybe he sneaks down here and gets to be the lucky lineman who gets to be the center for the team. But Donovan Green's definitely going to be a guy that you want to keep an eye on. He's going to be tough to guard. And the one guy who might be able to guard him is Wiley East, Anthony James, uh, who, who might also be playing this weekend. He's a defensive lineman linebacker combo. I wouldn't be surprised if he made it down here and played uh, with guy that with that kind of athleticism, Anthony James, he's AM's only 2023 commit right now. And Wiley East and Dickinson, they're going to be playing in pool play on Friday. I think that's going to be one of the better games that we see in pool play. Um, if you're trying to catch Connor Wigman, definitely catch Bridgeland's game against DeSoto. That is going to be a really good game. Uh, and then also playing uh, this weekend, AM commit, uh, AM's newest commit, Martrell Harris Jr. Uh, from the Woodlands. He's a 2022 three star linebacker. So, uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about some of these commits and 
where they're at and how they how how what we think might happen this weekend uh tune into the latest episode of the my Aggie nation podcast later this week travis and i are going to break that down a little more i'm going to go a little off script here i know you're, you're going to be excited about this alex but you did mention when you're talking about uh one of those games that that could be exciting you've broken down the schedule what are some of the games that you're most excited about of the pool play matchups that we know of so far uh, that people could be excited about yeah um, you know, for sure, uh, here locally, um, there, there seems to be one game each that I've, I've, uh, looked at and let me pull up my Twitter, make sure I get these right. But, um, for the five Brazos Valley schools that one game each that I'm really looking forward to in each pool play, um, we'll start with Adam consolidated. They're going to play Denton Geyer in pool play. Uh, Denton Geyer produced Eli Stowers, who, just signed with AM. He enrolled early. You know, that's going to be a big storyline for them. How do they replace their state championship quarterback? Um, and, you know, for AM Consolidated, they're looking for a quarterback themselves. And so for Consol, that's going to be a team that they're going to have to get past in order to finish in the top half of pool play. Uh, for College Station, they've got a pretty easy draw, in my opinion, uh, for their pool play. But one game that I'm that I've got circled for the Cougars is definitely their final game against Midlothian. Um, so that that one's gonna be that one's gonna probably be the tough test for the Cougars. Now down in Division Three, there are some really good pool games. Um, Hearn, they're playing Poth, who is the defending state champion at state seven on seven in Division Three. Um, Poth, they're the only San Antonio area school to have ever won a state championship at state seven on seven and the pirates are really good. Um, they've, they've got some athletes down there South of San Antonio. And so I think that's going to be a really good game, really athletic game. Uh, Lexington, they're playing Wascom in pool play. And if, if you've, if you know anything about Wascom, they're kind of a power down in the small school levels in East Texas, right on the border of Texas and Louisiana. And, uh, so that, that's going to be another game where it's just athletes on athletes could be really high scoring. And then for Franklin, the game I'm looking forward to for them is their game against wink. Uh, wink has, has been kind of a mainstay at the state seven on seven level. They always kind of make a deep run. And so that that's kind of the game that I'm looking forward to seeing pool play for uh, the lions. Definitely. Definitely. Well, there is one rule. We, we talked about the rules of the game on the field. There's one rule for everyone else who's involved in state seven on seven. And that is, it's going to be hot. It is just <laughs> always going to be, and you're on a turf field. So you're going to bake from above and below. Both sides will be golden and crispy. Alex, what are some tips for some of the people who are coming to watch? It is worth, it is so worth coming to watch and see. Um, but what are some of the tips for the people who are coming to uh, check out this action? Yeah, you know, definitely come prepared. This is not the event for the week. Um, definitely wear light color clothing. It is going to be steamy. Not only is it going to be hot, it's going to be humid. And that turf just amplifies things. Uh, bring lots of water. You know, I, I've got a, I've got a hydro flask. I'm probably going to bring two of them. Uh, pack it with ice, bring water, bring cash. Uh, there's vendors out there that sell water. Um, just, just be sure that you're prepared, stay hydrated because it, it can be deceptive just sitting there 
how, how much you sweat and how tired you can get, um, bring a lawn chair because there's no seating. Um, you know, there's no stands. It's just a field. So bring a lawn chair and definitely bring a tent canopy or an umbrella to go over your lawn chair so that you have some shade. Uh, it is remarkable how crazy sitting in the shade is out there compared to just sitting in the sun. Uh, definitely bring some sunscreen, you know, especially if you're going to be out there all afternoon in the heat of the day. One, one thing that I like to think of is uh, be patient with the parking. Hmm. Um, there's over a hundred teams coming to this event, which means there's going to be probably several thousand people out there on these fields. And so parking is going to take a minute. You know, there's, there's, fortunately there's people out there that are directing traffic, trying to help people get in and out in a timely manner, but just be patient, uh, and, and arrive early too, if you can, because the parking will take a minute. And the last thing we'd hate is for people to miss their games. Um, so definitely be patient with the parking. And the last thing I have to say is just have fun. Um, this personally is one of my favorite events to go to. Uh, aside from it being hot, um, you know, this is the only event where football teams from all corners of the state in all different classifications come together at once. Um, it's unique. It's fun. It's intimate. You're right there on the field. You get to hear the players chirping at each other. Uh, you see, you see the closeness come together as the, as some of these teams advance through bracket play. And there's always great games that go down to the wire. So definitely have fun out there. Go find some of your favorite teams. Go find a team you never heard of. Um, might be the only chance you get to watch them play. And uh, definitely bring water. Definitely for sure. Bring- <laughs> for sure. Well, and usually I've covered this for five years now. Usually they have giant water tanks that you can refill your water bottle up for free so that's good but yes bring some bring some cash they usually have food trucks out there you can get yourself a nice snow cone cool off with Uh, but definitely definitely find some shade and if you're if you have a team that you're there to follow it you kind of know what your schedule is going to be and you can look and see what times you can go hang out under the pavilion they have a big shaded pavilion uh at the uh veterans park but if you're out there just to kind of watch and and take in some sport um make a plan beforehand look at the schedule and kind of figure out which games you want to go see so you know what time you have to go cool off under the pavilion well alex i think that's all the time we have for seven on seven information be sure to keep with uh and the eagle uh for all the co- coverage of the state seven on seven tournament and uh we'll be out there and be sure to come see us and say hi so for alex miller i'm travis brown this is the brazos sports prep cast Thanks so much for listening.